Diplo Chats is proudly supported by the City of Reno. Stay connected with your city by following the City of Reno on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. From the biggest little city in the world, this is Diplo Chats, where your global engagement begins with a chat. Presented by the Northern Nevada International Center, leading Nevada's global engagement. Hosting Diplochats, Manuel Mederos and Kevin Sun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that us. That's us. That's us. This is episode two, ladies and gentlemen, uh, li- listening from all over the world. And we have evidence that people have listened to us. Throughout the world, we have a few downloads from Africa. We have a few da- downloads from Asia. So thank you, everyone in Asia. Thank you, everyone in Africa. We have some from Europe, actually, as a matter of fact, and everyone here in North America. So thank you so much. We're going global. Thank you so much. Keep subscribing to Diplo Chats on your favorite podcasting platform. That's right. My name is Manuel Mederos. I'm actually the language access specialist for the Northern Nevada International Center. And my name is Kevin Song, International Development Specialist at NNIC. That's right. Well, we want to thank everyone who's listening because we want to let you know that we have reached 100 downloads. And thanks to you listening, we have reached that goal. So we really, truly, truly appreciate it. We want to reach 200 by episode three. Okay, so remember, we do our podcast every month. Okay, we uh, air it the third week or the third Friday, excuse me, of every month. Month. You want to say anything? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing to us and keep uh, tuned with us to be updated with the latest updates on global engagement of Nevada and NNIC. That's right. We have actually a very awesome, amazing uh, show today. We have uh, Kelly Echeverria coming pretty soon. She's our Washoe County Emergency Manager. She's going to talk about uh, um, Preparedness Month because uh, September is celebrated uh, here in the United States National Preparedness Month. And what that means is that uh, we talk about emergency situations and we get prepared for those scenarios. So we're very, very happy that she's here. We're going to come to her in just a moment. And um, coming up in segment two, we have our own... Karina Black. That's right. She has returned for uh, episode two, and she'll be talking about the G4G uh, event. G4G was uh, a very important task and project that the Northern Nevada International Center was actually part of. So we're going to be doing that as well. Um, We have uh, one minute before we actually uh, go to our first break, but I wanted to encourage everyone who's listening to please download us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast, because our show, we want you to uh, promote, spread, uh, and I I don't want to use... like like the word wildfire, but I don't want to do that since we're ha- we have Kelly here coming up. But I spread it uh, like crazy. So thank you, thank you uh, very much. All right. Uh, any final words before we go to our first break? Before we come back with Kelly? Yeah, we are back in here in September with Diplo Chat episode two. I'm so excited to talk about topics we are going to cover today. 
Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Remember to continue to listen uh, your podcast. And if you're exercising, if you're walking your dog, if you're walking, enjoy it and enjoy our show. We'll be right back. Stick around. We will be back with Kelly Echeverria, Washoe County Emergency Manager. Do not go away. Or if you do go away, make sure you drive carefully and just stay tuned. Hi, I'm Ham Dr. Hamza Asuma from Ghana. The Northern Nevada International Center invites you to open doors, build bridges, and be a global neighbor at our 22nd annual Global Gala. Join the celebration on Friday, October 15th at 6 p.m. at the National Automobile Museum in Reno, Nevada for a night of international food, diverse entertainment, and a chance to connect with our former visitors and our refugee community. Come celebrate the impact of our public diplomacy programs, our refugee resettlement program, and our language bank. For tickets and sponsorship information, please visit our website at unr.edu backslash nnic and look for our global gala icon. See you there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, everyone listening across the world. My name is Manuel Medeiros. I have Kevin Sung here, my co-host. We're back. On Diplo Chats, you're listening to Diplo Chats. How you feeling, Kevin? I feel great. Uh, a lot of international and national affairs have happened since we released our first episode last month in August. Uh, from mountain fires, including Tamarack, Dixie, and Calder fires that have been threatening our lives in Northern Nevada and Northern California. Actually, all around, all in the nation-wise. That's right. Uh, uh, um, to issues with... Uh, Afghanistan exit and last couple of couple of weeks brought a lot of topics to address. But first of all, we are here with Kelly from Washoe County, Nevada. She's a Washoe County Emergency Manager at the Regional Emergency Operations Center. That's right. Well, let's welcome Kelly Achiveria. Let's give her a big hand of applause. There it is. Those are the applause. We actually have applause this time. Uh, we have a big audience all over the world. So this is good. Anyway, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. We feel very blessed that you're here. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, actually, September is, uh, we celebrate here in this country, National Preparedness Month. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so National Preparedness Month really focuses on personal preparedness. Um, it's geared at the individual um, trying to become as resilient as possible and ready should a disaster happen in their area. So it's the goal is to minimize the impact of the disaster on the individual um, and shorten the time for recovery. Mm, that's very important. And, and the reason we wanted to bring you over is because in 2016, we actually uh, uh, created a big, huge project for Washoe County. And with uh, the former uh, emergency manager uh, was... Uh, uh, Aaron Keniston, and he actually helped us create this uh, program called the Multi-Language Warning and Information Project. And I'll, I'll give a little uh, rundown what that really meant. It, it was really to create a multi-language, meaning five languages, included American Sign Language, Amer uh, excuse me, Spanish, Tagalog, uh, Mandarin, Cantonese, and uh, English being the fifth. Uh, but we wanted to create this to make people aware uh, for other audiences, for other populations other than English in, in our region to be aware and mindful of emergency situations. And there were three hazards that we focused on. 
It was floods, wildfires, which is heavily at this moment, and you've been extremely busy with that. And then there was uh, earthquakes. And those are very important. Those are the biggest disasters around our region, but not to say that every other disaster is not important. How's that wildfire situation? I know Kevin mentioned about the, the whole entire endeavor going on. It's, it's huge in the West Coast here in the United States. Can you tell us what's going on? Yeah, well, we knew it was going to be really bad because we had one of the driest winters in the past 125 years. Um, so looking at at that coming into this, the season, if you can say fire season, because it really is kind of all, all year now, um, we knew that it was going to be bad, especially for heavy timber areas. Um, so we talk a lot with meteorologists, hydrologists, um, the fire departments to kind of gauge how things are going to go and then push messaging ahead of that so that, um, you know, the region is is better prepared. And of course, we're um, from a government standpoint, always practicing and planning and training and trying to do better uh, so we can have as an efficient response as possible. Um, but you know, it's been bad. Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of fires more so on the Nevada side last year, um, smaller ones, though. And this year, um, you know, you have two of the largest fires in California's history right. going on, kind of sandwiching us from the north and the south. So you have Dixie Fire up north, um, which has impacted a major highway twice now. Um, and it's burned down to another burn scar that happened from earlier this year. So the burn scar mm -hmm. was the only thing stopping it from coming further south. And then you have the Caldor fire, which um, is still, you know, both are still going on. But um, as recently as last week, caused evacuations mm -hmm. in South Lake Tahoe and El Dorado County. And, the, and, and obviously South Lake Tahoe is a huge tourism and everyone around the world know Lake Tahoe. So that became international news all, all, all the sudden, obviously. And and wanted to uh, bring us back to the project that we created with Washoe County, which was very critical and important. And I wanted to, uh, a follow-up question would be for you, how impactful that has been and what we need to do uh, further to to further that that uh, uh, focus on other um, populations. And it really was um, to deliver public service announcements in multiple languages, as well as community events uh, that we we actually attended. Uh, we created uh, radio and YouTube spots. Uh, that was very, very important. And we wanted to, again, um, bring awareness to all these disasters. And I know people listening right now, if you're listening across the world, I know that you, perhaps in your own countries, approach emergencies differently. Uh, the structure that the, the United States uh, has in terms of emergency response is way different than, a, than other parts of the world. And one thing I did want to say, we, we created a focus group. We had emergency roles for interpreters. We brought in interpreters uh, to be aware and, and, and to allow them to actually be recognized as people who could be potentially very important in communicating information and decimating information across uh, other mediums uh, to our population uh, so people can react and take action right away. And we met with 911 dispatchers. Uh, we had focus groups to understand other people's perspective about how they react to emergencies. And one last thing, one thing that I want everyone to take from this is that what we learned from this big project was the fact that many people coming from other parts of the world to this country, they really saw emergencies, uh, not 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 that it wasn't important, but they really recognized that it, 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 it wasn't something that they should react to right away because this is a safe country. 
So that's something that we took from this project and everything. Go ahead, Kevin. You have a question. Yeah. So for the first time in his, its history, the Ready Campaign, the National Preparedness Month campaign, in partnership with the Ad Council, identified the Hispanic community as a key audience this year. So they will launch a series of public service advertisements specifically designed to encourage preparedness within the underserved demographic. Um, sounds like... Um, in this year, the Hispanic community is a key audience and series of public ad ad uh, service advertisements will be specifically designed to encourage preparedness within underserved, underserved demographic. Relate to this, uh, Regional Emergency Operations Center successfully tested bilingual emergency alert system a couple of years ago with NNIC. Could you, uh, do you, do you have, uh, can you explain a little more about this project? About the Ready.gov project? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's a federal project, um, and it's something to really push um, inclusion down to the local level. I think it's really great. Um, it's something that we obviously in this region have been doing for a really long time um, because we've already done this. Mm -hmm award-winning project manuel you have to change that award-winning project award-winning award project we at did the international the association of emergency management um uh, just as recently as 2019 um but yeah we've been doing that for a really long time here um at the government level and also through the local red cross chapter um, they've focused all of their preparedness efforts in multi-languages. Uh, they've brought in, or at least when I was there, uh, quite quite a while ago, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they brought in an international project and um, really focused a lot of their preparedness messaging in different languages to reach different populations. How important was the, the whole uh, project that we did with you guys, the collaboration that we had with you? How, how important was that collaboration? It was crucial. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you, and it's led to other projects. Um, even in COVID, we did the recovery uh we're working in recovery for COVID. Obviously, it's not over, but we did a survey to reach out to the public, and we worked with you and the Language Bank on getting that put into different languages so we could reach more people. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's very, very important. So Nevada is the first state and award-winning state uh, that tested emergency alert system in Spanish. So we are far ahead of everyone, I think. So for more information about the National Preparedness Month, Visit ready.gov backslash September or visit Washoe County Emergency Management and Homeland Security homepage and subscribe to Diplo Chats on your favorite podcasting platform for all the latest updates on emergency management and Nevada's global engagement. That's right. One thing that we want to invite the world to to join us on, uh, I know that, again, I mentioned that many of you uh, listening across the world uh, have uh, different uh, perhaps procedures in your own country uh, and we want to hear from you. We want to learn from you. So if you want to send us an email to Diplo Chats with a Z, don't forget, at nnic.org. And send us uh, sort of information about how you uh, react or your country reacts and what kind of sort of methods they have in place uh, that uh, to sort of uh, focus on emergency response in your own country. So. Okay, thank you, Kelly, for joining here today with us to talk about emergency management and National Preparedness Month. We really appreciate all your hard work, especially in this historic, difficult time of the year with all the mountain fires on Sierra Nevada. 
Yeah, thank you, Kelly, so much. I know this was a very uh, short um, episode uh, with you, or segment, actually, but we wanted to bring you on just to thank you and uh, our collaboration. I think it's going to continue, right? I hope so. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for everything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Diplo Chats. Uh, we'll be right back in a moment. We're going to go to our segment called Mindfulness Moment. Do not go away. Please come back. We'll be back with... Dr. Karina Black on G4G. And now, Mindfulness Moment with Dr. Yvonne Stedham on DiploChats. Welcome. Today's topic is Mindfulness Practices, Formal and Informal Practices. Mindfulness allows us to be present, non-judgmentally, with whatever is occurring in any given moment. Mindfulness Practices are exercises that help us to train our brain to focus attention on what we have chosen to pay attention to. For example, to be completely present and focused on a conversation or on a specific task. Formal mindfulness practices include meditation during which we focus attention on specific objects such as the breath or sounds, simply observing them. Naturally, the mind will get distracted and wander away from the chosen object. As soon as we notice that, we have the choice to direct our attention back to the chosen object. These formal practices are typically 20 to 30 minutes long, but can be as short as 5 minutes or even less. Informal mindfulness practices can be done throughout the day by simply remembering to pay attention and be present with what you're doing, whether it is eating, cooking, cleaning, or driving a car. Both types of practices support the development of our ability to pay attention. This is Dr. Yvonne. Have a mindful day. Hi, this is Dr. Yvonne Stedham. You're listening to Diplo Chats. Tune in to next month's Mindfulness Moment segment on transitioning and arriving. Make sure to download DiploChats wherever you get your podcasts. Have a mindful day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us and continuing to be with us. My name is Manuel Medeiros. You're listening to DiploChats. Kevin, how you're feeling? How you're doing? We're doing good. We had doing Kelly, good. just a yes. recently emergency response manager here. It was a great conversation with her. But now we have our very own Karina Black. Dr. Karina Black, she's joining us on our little studio here at the Northern Nevada International Center. She's going to talk to us about gateways for growth. Immigrants get the job done. And I want her to explain it. So, Karina, for episode two, you're back. You're very popular, so thank you so much for joining us yet again. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome so back, Karina. Good to be with you guys. Thank you, thank you. So tell us about what is uh, Gateways for Growth, a G4G event, Immigrants Gets the Job Done. All right. So um, in 2020, we applied for a, st um, a strategic planning grant um, 
for Gateways for Growth, which is um, a project um, by two organizations, two national organizations. One's called Welcoming America and one's um, New American Economy. New American Economy tracks data nationwide, so you can actually go online and look at any state um, and find really, really key data on how um, how our economy works, how people contribute to the economy, and they break down state by state um, this information from an unbiased perspective. So New American Economy and Welcoming America got together and said, how can we provide key data to cities and counties and states that allow them to educate the community on the critical importance of immigrants' contributions to our economies, not just on a nationwide scale, but really breaking it down all the way to a very basic level. So we um, we applied, NNIC applied for this grant on behalf of the city of Reno, and we brought together a key number of Kate, uh, stakeholders. Actually, Kate, um, who was just here earlier, um, emergency management was part of the um, the grant application Kelly. process. Kelly, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we included the Chamber of Commerce, the City of Reno, the Latino Resource Center at the university, the Community Foundation, and many other organizations all participated because they are all keen on learning about this data. Um, Reno was then, Reno and Washoe County were chosen as one of 20 cities and counties in the country for uh, this year's um, rollout of G4G or Gateways for Growth. And we are so excited. I have the data in hand. It's top secret right now. I'm going to share it with only you, Manuelito. Oh my gosh. And um, just some key, key points of the data. Uh, but we are going to do an official reveal of the data the day this podcast comes out, September 17th at 6 p.m. at the University of Nevada, Reno, Lilly Museum. At um, We are going to have an awesome event with wine and cheese. Well, let's let's do a little uh, drum roll. Oh, that's not what's in the drum roll. Sorry, I wanted to bring that up so that way you are ready to go with that data. I think it's very important to talk about that. And go ahead, I'm ready. All right, all right. Let me talk about the event a little bit more. Um, The event is going to be September 17th, 6 p.m. It's open to the public and it's free. And we're going to have a couple of people um, talking about their experience of being immigrants. Mm -hmm. So they were also Mm -hmm. highlighted in this report. One is a an immigrant business owner, mm-hmm. and one is one of our own um, refugee clients who came to Reno uh, about three years ago um, from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and he's our first homeowner. So of, oh, of wow. our little organization, we have resettled about 65 families in the last five years, and um, Eugene, from whom uh, you yeah. will hear during this event, is going to talk about what that was like in resettling in Reno, the challenges with, you know, coming from 90 degree weather to um, deep winter in flip flops um, and, and sort of what that what that journey looked like. I guess. So um, let me know when you're ready for the data. OK, I'm ready for the data. Remember, September 17th, this is a big reveal and we're giving you that data as the day it gets revealed, Kevin. So again, NNIC is planning to reveal 
findings from research discussing economy and cultural impact of immigrants in our region on September 17th at an event titled Immigrant Get the Job Done. That's right. I didn't have a drum roll or a drums, but Karina, we're All ready. Right. All right. So um, much the, the first um, components of this data reveal um, is for the county and then it's going to go into the city. So in Washoe County, there are 63,400 immigrants who live here, um, and they make up 13.9% of the total population of Washoe County. Um, I'm, I'm really only going to hit the, the super highlights that the report has about 150 data points, but I'm not going to go over 150. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. just going to give you key. Um, our top five countries of origin of immigrants living in the county is Mexico with 43%. Um, Philippines, 12.7%, El Salvador, 6.2%, Guatemala, 3.7%, and India at 3.5%. Um, our immigrants, immigrant households earned uh, in 2019 $2 billion as total um, GDP, and $321.6 million of that went to federal taxes, 125 went to state and local taxes, and that left $1.5 billion in uh, total spending power. So that what this means is that immigrants have a pretty strong um, uh, power, purchasing power right. in our county. Right. And for, so in 2019, much of this data is for 2019, foreign-born residents in a county contributed $4.1 billion to the county's GDP or about 14.5% of the total. Um, another uh, data point I thought was quite interesting is that um, immigrants, uh, foreign-born individuals, are quite a bit less reliant on public benefits, while 70.7% um, of U.S.-born individuals have private health care and 34% um, rely on public health care only 22% of um, immigrants rely on public health care. So what mm. this means is that um, foreign-born individuals and immigrants um, have fewer Medicaid, Medicare um, benefits than right. U.S.-born. Um, immigrants in our county are 34.8% more likely to be working of working age than their U.S.-born counterparts, and I'm going to tell you a little bit um, soon about how much they contribute to the local eco economy. They actually, um, due to the role immigrants play in the workforce, um, they created 2,900 manufacturing jobs mm. in 2019. Moving on Moving to on. more data. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the university population. In 2019, we had 699 students enrolled in colleges and universities um, who were on what we call F1 or J1 visas. Right. Those are international students. And those students, and many people don't understand the importance of um, international education and international students contribute to the local economy. But um, these international students supported 246 jobs and they contributed $24 million to the 29-20 academic year to the university. Karina, we have about two minutes. Go ahead. Got it. Okay. All right. I want to talk about something that maybe not all people um, uh, truly, you know, 
may may support or understand, but that is the role of undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. So in our county, um, undocumented immigrants are about 18,600, which makes up almost 30% of the immigrant population. And they are 91% active in the economy. So they work in um, all sectors, hospitality, construct, construction, professional services, retail trade, and general services. They hail from Mexico, El Salvador, Philippines, Guatemala, and India, just like the general immigrant population. They paid $22.7 million into federal taxes. And um, they are incredible supporters of our community, even though right. they receive very few benefits. They're not eligible for being working um, or, or citizens of this country. Right. Or they're not just taking, taking, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. I think this is a very quick overview of what the data is going that we're going to be revealing. Awesome. Well, Karina, thank you so much for being here and talking about uh, this reveal. I think it's critical that we acknowledge and we have always known, I mean, we in in terms of us here in this room uh, and everyone perhaps listening, we have acknowledged that immigrants, um, you know, are sort of another yet another backbone of this country. And we wanted to just recognize that because they're they're critical to our economy. And you have through that data demonstrated that and emphasize that. So we thank you so much for being here today. Yet again on episode two, I uh, hope to have you on episode three some way, somehow. Well, at some point, you're going to do um, get somebody else here too. Well. Maybe another immigrant who gets the job done. Ooh, great segue to our break. Thank you, Karina, for being here. We are all immigrants who are making this country move forward. We'll be right back after this. The City of Reno's mission is to create a community that all people are proud to call home and is honored to sponsor Diplo Chats as part of their many initiatives to be an inclusive and welcoming city to all. This is our Reno. Nuestro Reno. Ito ang ating Reno. Uriye Reno-imida. Korewa watashitachi no Reno. Se notre Reno. Stay connected with the City of Reno on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram or visit reno.gov. Right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us. This is Diplo Chats. If you're listening to us, make sure you you download us. Download you us. follow us. You like us. We like to be liked. Go ahead. And also don't forget to follow the Northern Nevada International Center on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NNIC Reno for all the latest updates on Nevada's global engagement. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our show. We wanted to thank Kelly Acheveria, the Washoe County Emergency Manager, Karina Black talking about G4G, Gateways for Growth, uh, which immigrants make this country move forward. We thank all of you for listening. Final thoughts, Kevin, before we get out of here. Don't forget to come over to the event Immigrate Get the Job Done on September 17th at 6 p.m. University of Nevada, Reno's Lily Museum. That's right. We also wanted to mention that we have our gala October 15th. So if you have not bought your tickets, if you're not able to make it here, if you're listening to us across the world, do not worry because you can donate to unr.edu backslash NNIC. Do not forget, this is Diplo Chess. We'll be right back next month for episode three.